Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Monday, October 16th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide, wide variety of topic areas, all approached from a biblical worldview. Uh, very, very trustworthy content over there. My brothers and sisters in Christ doing a great, great job over there. So it's definitely worth your while to go over there. I would encourage you to. I will guarantee you're going to find at least something to listen to. And I will say this from personal experience. There's a very real chance they're going to get over there and you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to it in. All right. Well, like, like, like I put out on Facebook yesterday, um, and if you didn't read it, I'm sorry, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I had to do a presentation last night at church. So I've spent most, I spent most of last week preparing that. So I ended up at a point, I just didn't have the time to get ready for Bible study these first couple of days of the week. Um, so we're just going to do Bible reading today and tomorrow. And then, you know, if, if something magical happens, maybe I'll have Bible study ready for tomorrow, but, but one way or the other, um, where at least today we're going to do be, be doing just Bible reading, but we will definitely, um, for sure, be picked back up by Wednesday evening, God willing, um, into our Bible study in John chapter 14. So with that said, why don't we go ahead and jump right in and do this? Um, we're going to go ahead and open up because it's a Monday with the second day morning prayer called God Overall. Let's pray. O God, all sufficient, thou hast made and upholdest all things by the word of thy power. Darkness is thy pavilion, thou walkest on the wings of the wind. All nations are nothing before thee. One generation succeeds another, and we hasten back to the dust. The heavens we behold will vanish away like the clouds that cover them. The earth we tread on will dissolve as a morning dream. But thou, unchangeable and incorruptible, art forever and ever. God over all, blessed eternally. Infinitely great and glorious art thou. We are thy offspring and thy care. Thy hands have made and fashioned us. Thou hast watched over us with more than parental love, more than maternal tenderness. Thou hast holden our soul in life and not suffered our feet to be moved. Thy divine power has given us all things necessary for life and godliness. Let us bless thee at all times and forget not how thou hast forgiven our iniquities, healed our diseases, redeemed our lives from destruction, crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfied our mouths with good things, renewed our youth like the eagles. May thy holy scriptures govern every part of our lives and regulate the discharge of all our duties, so that we may adorn thy doctrine in all things. Amen. All right. And our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, the text for it is from John twenty-one twelve. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. In these words, the believer is invited to a holy nearness to Jesus. Come and dine implies the same table, the same meat. Aye, and sometimes it means to sit side by side and lean our head upon the Savior's bosom. It is being brought into the banqueting house where waves the banner of redeeming love. Come and dine gives us a vision of union with Jesus because the only food we thus feed upon, I'm sorry, 
because the only food that we can feast upon when we dine with Jesus is himself. Oh, what union is this? It is a depth which reason cannot fathom, that we thus feed upon Jesus. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. It is also an invitation to enjoy fellowship with the saints. Christians may differ on a variety of points, but they have all one spiritual appetite, and if we cannot all feel alike, we can all feed alike on the bread of life sent down from heaven. At the table of fellowship with Jesus, we are one bread and one cup. As the loving cup goes round, we pledge one another heartily therein. Get nearer to Jesus, and you will find yourself linked more and more in spirit to all who are like yourself, supported by the same heavenly manna. If we were more near to Jesus, we should be more near to one another. We likewise see in these words the source of strength for every Christian. To look at Christ is to live, but for strength to serve him, you must come and dine. We labor under much unnecessary weakness on account of neglecting this precept of the Master. We none of us need to put ourselves on low diet. On the contrary, we should fatten on the marrow and fatness of the gospel, that we may accumulate strength therein and urge every power to its full tension in the Master's service. Thus, then, if you would realize nearness to Jesus, union with Jesus, love to his people, and strength from Jesus, come and dine with him by faith. All right. Well, our reading for today, we're going to be reading Jeremiah 28 and 29, 1 Timothy 1, Psalm 86, and Proverbs 25, verse 17. So Jeremiah 28. Hear the word of the Lord. Now it happened in the same year, in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fourth year, in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet, who was from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of Yahweh, in the sight of the priests and all the people, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years I am going to return to this place all the vessels of the house of Yahweh, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I am also going to return to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles of Judah who went to Babylon, declares Yahweh, but I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the sight of the priests and in the sight of all the people who were standing in the house of Yahweh. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May Yahweh do so. May Yahweh establish your words which you have prophesied to return the vessels of the house of Yahweh and all the exiles from Babylon to this place. Yet hear now this word which I am about to speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophet who were, bef who were before me and before you from ancient times prophesied against many lands and against great kingdoms of war and of calamity and of pestilence. The prophet who prophesies of peace when the word of the prophet comes to pass, then that prophet will be known as one whom Yahweh has truly sent. Then Hananiah the prophet took the bar of the yoke from the neck of Jeremiah the prophet and broke it. And Hananiah spoke in the sight of all the people, saying, Thus says Yahweh, even so will I break within two full years the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon from the neck of all the nations. Then the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Then the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah after Hananiah the prophet had broken the bar of the yoke from off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and speak to Hananiah, saying, Thus says Yahweh, You have broken the bars of the yoke made of wood, but you have made in their place the bars of a yoke made of iron. For thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel. I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they will serve him, and I have even given him the beasts of the field. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to Hananiah the prophet, Listen now, Hananiah, Yahweh has not sent you, and you have made this people trust a lie. 
Therefore thus says Yahweh, Behold, I am about to remove you from the face of the earth. This year you are going to die because you have spoken rebellion against Yahweh. So Hananiah the prophet died in the same year, in the seventh month. Jeremiah 29 Now these are the words of the letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exile, the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken away into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the Queen Mother, the court officials, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen, and the smiths had gone out from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisha, the son of Shaphan, and Jemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah king of Judah sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them, and plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and become the fathers of sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the peace of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to Yahweh on its behalf, for in its peace you will have peace. For thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets who are in your midst and your diviners deceive you, and do not listen to your dreams which you dream, for they prophesy a lie to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares Yahweh. For thus says Yahweh, when seventy years have been fulfilled for Babylon, I will visit you and establish my good word to you, to return you to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares Yahweh, plans for peace and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares Yahweh, and I will return your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have banished you, declares Yahweh. And I will cause you to return to the place from where I sent you into exile, because you have said, Yahweh has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. For thus says Yahweh concerning the king who sits on the throne of David and concerning all the people who live in this city, your brothers who did not go with you into exile. Thus says Yahweh of hosts, Behold, I am sending upon them the sword, famine, and pestilence, and I will make them like split-open figs that cannot be eaten due to rottenness. I will pursue them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, and I will give them over to, to be a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a curse and an object of horror and of hissing, and a reproach among all the nations where I have banished them, because they have not listened to my words, declares Yahweh, which I sent to them by my slaves, the prophets, rising up early and sending, but you did not listen, declares Yahweh. You, therefore, hear the word of Yahweh, all you exiles whom I have sent away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning Ahab the son of Kolaiah, and concerning Zedekiah the son of Messiah, who are prophesying to you falsely in my name. Behold, I will give them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will strike them down before your eyes. And because of them a curse will be used by all the exiles from Judah who are in Babylon, saying, May Yahweh make you like Zedekiah and like Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. Because they have acted with wicked foolishness in Israel, and have committed adultery with their neighbors' wives, and have spoken words in my name falsely, which I did not command them. And I am he who knows, and am a witness, declares Yahweh. And to Shemaiah the Nehelamite, 
you shall speak, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have sent letters in your own name to all the people who are in Jerusalem, and to Zephaniah, the son of Messiah, the priest, and to all the priests, saying, Yahweh has given you to be a priest instead of Jehoiada, the priest, to be the overseer in the house of Yahweh over every madman who prophesies, to put him in the stocks and in the iron collar. So now why have you not rebuked Jeremiah of Anathoth, who prophesies to you? For he has sent to us in Babylon, saying, The exile will be long. Build houses and live in them, and plant gardens and eat their fruit. So Zephaniah the priest read this letter in the hearing of Jeremiah the prophet. Then came the word of Yahweh to Jeremiah, saying, Send to all the exile, saying, Thus says Yahweh concerning Shemaiah the Nehelamite, because Shemaiah has prophesied to you, although I did not send him, and he has made you trust in a lie. Therefore thus says Yahweh, Behold, I am about to punish Shemaiah the Nehelamite, and his seed. He will not have anyone living among this people, and he will not see the good that I am about to do to my people, declares Yahweh, because he has spoken rebellion against Yahweh. All right. First Timothy 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my genuine child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I exhorted you when going to Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may command certain ones not to teach a different doctrine, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the stewardship from God which is by faith. But the goal of our command is love from a pure heart, and a good conscience, and an unhypocritical faith. For some, straying from these things, have turned aside to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying, or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good, if one uses it lawfully, knowing this, that law is not made for a righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and godless, for those who kill their fathers or mothers for murderers, for sexually immoral persons, for homosexuals, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching. According to the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted, I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he regarded me faithful, putting me into service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant, with the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy saying and deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners among whom I am foremost. Yet for this reason I was shown mercy, so that in me as the foremost Christ Jesus might demonstrate all his patience as an example for those who are going to believe upon him for eternal life. Now to the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected, suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. Psalm 86 A Prayer of David Incline your ear, O Yahweh, and answer me, for I am afflicted and needy. Keep my soul, for I am a holy one. O you, my, my God, save your slave who trusts in you. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you I call all day long. Make glad the soul of your slave, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. 
For you, Lord, are good and by nature forgiving and abundant in loving kindness to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Yahweh, to my prayer and give heed to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my distress I shall call upon you, for you will answer me. There is no one like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and they shall glorify your name, for you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Yahweh. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will glorify your name forever. For your loving kindness toward me is great, and you have delivered my soul from Sheol below. O God, arrogant men have risen up against me, and a band of ruthless men have sought my life. And they have not set you before them, but you, O Lord, are a God compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth. Turn to me and be gracious to me. O grant your strength to your slave, and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign for good, that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed, because you, O Yahweh, have helped me and comforted me. And finally, Proverbs 25, verse 17. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, lest he be, have, I'm sorry, lest he have more than his fill of you and hate you. Wow, that one's an that one's an interesting one. All right, well that's our reading for the day, and here's our evening devotion. Uh, the text for it is from Psalm thirty-six nine, with thee in the fountain of life. There are times in our spiritual experience when human counsel or sympathy or religious ordinances fail to comfort to help us. I'm sorry, fail to comfort or help us. Why does our gracious God permit this? Perhaps it is because we have been living too much without him, and he therefore takes away everything upon which we have been in the habit of depending, that he may drive us to himself. It is a blessed thing to live at the fountainhead. While our skin, bo- while our skin bottles are full, we are content, like Hagar and Ishmael, to go into the wilderness. But when those are dry, nothing will serve us but thou God seest me. We are like the prodigal. We love the swine troughs and forget our father's house. Remember, we can make swine troughs and husks even out of the forms of religion. They are blessed things, but we may put them in God's place, and then they are of no value. Anything becomes an idol when it keeps us away from God. Even the brazen serpent serpent is to be despised as Nehushtan, if we worship it instead of God. The prodigal was never safer than when he was driven to his father's bosom, because he could find sustenance nowhere else. Our Lord favors us with a famine in the land, that it may make us seek after himself the more. The best position for a Christian is living wholly and directly on God's grace, still abiding where he stood at first, having nothing and yet possessing all things. Let us never for a moment think that our standing is in our sanctification, our mortification, our graces, or our feelings, but know that because Christ Christ offered a full atonement, therefore we are saved, for we are complete in him, having nothing of our own to trust to, but resting upon the merit of Jesus, his passion and holy life furnish us with only sure ground, with the only sure ground of confidence. Beloved, when we are brought I'm sorry, beloved, when we are brought to a thirsting condition, we are sure to turn to the fountain of life with eagerness. All right, well, that's our show for today. Um, I did want to say a few things. So, um, again, I indicated at the beginning of the of the episode that um, I had to teach last night. I had to do a presentation last night at our church. So that, that took most of my time this week. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of an update of what I was doing. So we've had a little bit of a rough time within our church over the last number of weeks. And as part of that, what I was asked to do 
was to put together a presentation for our church regarding our statement of faith. Now, our statement of faith is based on the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession of Faith. We are a Baptistic church, though we have left the SBC um, due to choices they've made. Um, but we are Baptistic. We 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 are are Baptist, um, and we are very very Reformed. I mean that that's where the majority of us leaders come from. We are from a Reformed position because the Reformed position is the biblical position. I mean that that is our point. We actually have signs. Um, for our church that we put out there that say, just be biblical. And that's the thing. We, we actually have laughed about the fact that we are aggressively biblical. We go to the Bible first and foremost, always. And so the reason our statement of faith is basically the second London Baptist confession of faith is you have that confession. And within that confession are all the biblical proofs for each, each of the sections in there. Um, there are only two sections we don't include and, and, and they are, they are, we are not Sabbatarians, um, and we don't, we don't, well, there's another section, I'm not even going to discuss it, that, that we just don't include. It was, it, it very much reflected the feelings of the time. Um, but the rest of it is our statement of faith. We got a 35-page statement of faith. Um, so we felt it necessary, and so I was asked to put together a presentation about what was in our statement of faith about specific topics. Um, and what those specific topics are, what we now call, um, uh, wow, the doctrines of grace. I went blank there for a minute. Wow. It is still too early in the morning. I haven't had enough coffee as the doctrines of grace. Um, and so what I did last evening, um, I set some pre I, I, I set up some presumptions we needed to start with to then approach the rest. Um, we went for over two hours. It felt like a very good discussion. There were a lot of questions. I got to be honest, I wasn't really prepared for questions. I was more expecting that I was going to just present and we would be done. Um, and that's not what's ha what happened. And actually, it, we're I'm very blessed that it wasn't what happened. Um, and I think we were all very blessed because there was a lot of interchange, a lot of a lot of interaction there. Um, but we did live stream it. Um, it is up on Facebook under Vail Valley Baptist Church. It is uh, on Twitter. Um, at at vbb church um so you're welcome to go to go view that you can see what i did and listen to that um what i think i'm going to try to do is see if i can grab the audio off of that and post that up here to my podcast as as a special episode so you can listen to it i will preface it to say that um nobody else was miked i was the only one miked so it is going to be very hard, if not impossible, to hear the questions I am asked, but you can hear, hear my answers. So I, I, while it might have been very valuable to those of us there, I don't know how much you're going to get out of it. But you will hear me bringing forward our statement of faith, the, those portions that we discussed last evening, as well as the biblical, some of the biblical proofs that support that statement of faith. Um, so I may try to get that up here, but anyways, I'm telling you that, that, you know, I know this was just Bible reading today, but if you feel like you need more, you can definitely go out and find those and listen. Um, or you can watch me wander around the, the pulpit. I was all over the place and I'm sure I walked out of the camera more than a few times. Um, but, but you're definitely more than welcomed to go listen to that as well. Um, thank you for spending this time with me again. I'm sorry. I didn't have Bible study ready for today and probably not for tomorrow. 
Um, but I hope you have yourself a wonderful day. Um, I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. I, I would just beg that you get in the, in the scriptures, be reading and studying and meditating on it. We are commanded to do it and we need it, especially in this world to try to keep our walk on the narrow road. All right, let's go ahead and close out with prayer. Second day evening prayer. It's called bounty. Let's pray. Thou great and only potentate, thou hast made summer and winter, day and night. Each of these revolutions serves our welfare and is full of thy care and kindness. Thy bounty is seen in the relations that train us, the laws that defend us, the homes that shelter us, the food that builds us, the raiment that comforts us, the continuance of our health, members, senses, understanding, memory, affection, will. But as stars fade before the rising sun, thou hast eclipsed all these benefits in the wisdom and grace that purposed redemption by Jesus thy Son. Blessed be thy mercy that laid help on one that is mighty and willing, one that is able to save to the uttermost. Make us deeply sensible of our need of his saving grace, of the blood that cleanses, of the rest he has promised, and impute to us that righteousness which justifies the guilty, gives them a title to eternal life and possession of the Spirit. May we love the freeness of salvation and joy in its holiness. Give us faith to grasp thy promises that are our hope. Provide for every exigency and prevent every evil. Keep our hearts from straying after forbidden pleasures. May thy will bind all our wishes. Let us live out of the world as to its spirit, maxim, manners, but live in it as the sphere of our action and usefulness. May we be alive to every call of duty, accepting without question thy determination of our circumstances and our service. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. God bless. Thank you.